Attention boys and girls, attention boys and girls. Should that be boys and ghouls? No, no, alas, I was incorrect the first time. Regardless, listen to Gatsy and Goosebumps at your own risks. Welcome to Gatsy and Goosebumps, the show in which I review every single Goosebumps book from R.L. Stein's original series, and today... What's the deal with lawn gnomes, and why are they trashing my garden? These questions and more will be answered in Goosebumps number 34, Revenge of the Lawn Gnomes. Nice little cover there, like the uh, yellow and orange colour scheme. Um, you know, lawn gnomes don't look that scary, but they're definitely scarier than your average lawn gnomes. Tagline there is, keep off their grass, a reference to marijuana. Free glow-in-the-dark sticker inside, it's already been taken, I've checked. And the blurb reads as follows. Someone's been stalking in my garden. Two pink flamingos, a whole family of plaster skunks. Joe Burton's dad loves these tacky lawn ornaments. But then he brings home two ugly lawn gnomes. And that's when the trouble starts. Late at night, when everyone's asleep. Someone's creeping in the garden. Whispering nasty things. Smashing melons. Squashing tomatoes. No way two dumb old lawn ornaments could be causing all the trouble. Is there? Yes. So the background to this story is uh, Joe's dad loves his garden and uh, so does the next door neighbor, Mr. McCall, who is ex-army. It's not specified if he committed atrocities in Vietnam, but I... it isn't denied either. Mr. McCall and Joe's dad have this sort of friendly rivalry about their gardens, but Mr. McCall really, really hates Joe. And he hates their dog even more because the dog loves going through Mr. McCall's yard. But Joe has a good friendship with Mr. McCall's son, Moose. Joe's dad picks up these two rustly looking little uh, little gnome fellas, puts them in the garden, and soon, what strange things start happening. First, some melons get squashed and the dog gets the blame, fair enough. Then like someone's drawing faces on the melons, that couldn't have been a dog, unless it was a ghost dog, but it's not in this case, it's just a regular dog. But Joe suspects it's actually the gnomes doing it and he starts to you know notice all this evidence like there's there's black marker on their fingers no one believes them obviously because they're gnomes gnomes don't ruin gardens they make them funny so the pranks keep escalating until uh mr mccall's house gets covered in paint and joe's like come on moose wait out in the garden with me let's look at these these gnomes up to business. Moose is like, no way, but he agrees to do it. And lo and behold, they see these gnomes whispering things. It's not mentioned if it's racist in nature, but it could be. Then Joe's sister Mindy, who's kind of a pain in the ass up to this point, spots them late at night and the gnomes drag her out onto the street by her hair. And then there's this sort of this very sort of heartfelt confrontation between these three kids and the two gnomes. And they're like, listen, we're mischief elves, all right? We have to make mischief. We once lived in this magical forest, but we got taken away and sold as lawn ornaments. So can you please go back to the store where you bought us, which is in this old house, and free our six other gnome friends and then we'll be gone forever. And they're like, well, you know, that sucks, but like it's the only way to stop these bad things from happening. We'll just, you know, help them get their friends back. So they go to the old house where these gnomes were bought into the basement and what there's not six gnomes there's like 600 gnomes in there one of the 
The original gnomes claps his hands and guess what? Now they're trapped in a basement full of gnomes. And they're like, can't believe you fell for that stuff about the magic forest. And then they start talking about the various ways they're going to like torture the kid. All in a sort of a very uh, playful, energetic way. They're like, oh, so we're going to bounce on them, we're going to stretch them, we're going to fold them. They're like, oh yeah, we love folding humans. Like, make no mistake, the implication is they are going to, like, torture these kids until uh, they die. But before they can suffer a fate definitely worse than death, torture and death, um, Joe remembers that whenever he would blow his dog whistle and the dog buster would come, the gnomes would get really scared. So he's like, ah, of course, they're scared of the dog. So after a tussle, he blows the dog whistle. Is the dog going to come to the rescue? No, it doesn't. Anticlimax. The dog runs away. I guess they're stuck. No, they're not. It turns out they weren't scared of the dog. They were scared of the noise. Why are gnomes afraid of a high-pitched whistle? <sighs> the gnomes are gone. Joe's dad is really upset because he loved those gnomes because he didn't know they were freaking child killers. And he buys a eight-foot gorilla to put in the garden and then the gorilla winks so the gorilla is probably going to come alive and start murdering people as well. The main flaw I found with the story is it is very very reminiscent of the Night of the Living Dummy series in that you have this thing that shouldn't come alive and it does come alive and it starts causing all the trouble that the main character gets the blame for. It's really really a very similar plot except this one takes place in a garden, I guess. I like the whole, you know, gardening subplot of the story, the rivalry between the, the two neighbors' gardens, but it does, uh, you know, return to a lot of familiar territory for the series. Um, having said that, it is entertaining. I think the gnomes themselves are quite interesting little uh, antagonists there, and it's, you know, it's, it's fun that even when they're being threatening and talking about the ways to, like, torture kids, they're still, like, maintaining this mischievous charade. Well, that's all for this week. Please join me next time, which I'll discuss Goosebumps number 35. A shocker on Shock Street. But in the meantime, you look after yourself and please stay spooky.